When the lights go on again All over the world And the boys are home again All over the world And rain or snow is all That will fall from the skies above A kiss won't mean goodbye But hello to love. That's a clip of Mared Jarman, UCAN member, singing When the Lights Go On Again, part of the UCAN production we'll be revisiting this week. Welcome to the Pod Squad. My name is Rob, and it's great to be with you again. In 2015, UCAN premiered Palais de Dance, a specially commissioned play written in verse and set just after the end of the Second World War. The production brought together 19 actors, a UCAN record, 17 of which were either blind or partially sighted. The cast also contained three actors from our friends at CRE Outreach and Theatre by the Blind from Los Angeles. The Americans made the trip especially to take part in the wonderful experience that was Palais de Dance, weaving together music, movement, dance, drama, as well as songs of the times to tell a big story. UCAN member Ben and UCAN trainer Rod had a cross-Atlantic chat with our American friends Brian and Coco to look back on the wonderful experience and what was a fantastic collaboration for all involved. I'll let them introduce themselves. So I'll start. I'm Ben. I'm 28. And I like, hmm, let's just think of this. I like martial arts. Cool. Uh, I'm Brian Caldwell, uh, Executive Director of CRE Outreach. Um, I'm 43 and I'm an avid mountain climber, actually. I like going around the world and climbing mountains. I am Coco. I am from Theatre by the Blind and Rex and Friends and hosting the CRE podcast. I am 25 and I have so many I am fun facts. Uh, uh, um, let's see. Oh, when I'm not skateboarding or playing music, I can often be found hiding in my room playing video games, sometimes competitively. Uh, I'm Rod, Rod Arthur, who um, I'm over 21. Uh, I've worked with UCAN over a long time now, uh, mainly teaching uh, ukulele, but uh, I'm an actor, um, is my is my day job, or it was before the COVID lockdown came into place. Um, my passion is woodwork, is, is, is what I love to do, um, but I also write, and I wrote The Palais de Dance, which is what brought uh, certainly four of us here together five years ago this week. I mean, I'd like to say, Palais was probably one of the best life experiences I've ever had, and I'm sure everybody here agrees. But before we go into that, Rod, would you like to just give us a quick background, considering you wrote Palais? Um, maybe just about, you know, what brought you to write that and um, the, the ideas behind it, I suppose. 
Well, it started off as a, as a very as a short poem, probably only about twelve or fourteen lines long. About uh, and it was many years ago when I was part of a, a, a double act, a ukulele double act, um, and uh, we used to do in between the songs we did, we would do little sketches or we'd do poems or then my partner at the time would do magic uh, and that's, you know, that sort of thing. And then over the years, I kept adding characters because back in the, in this, certainly the seventies, early eighties, it, it, it struck me that we didn't touch each other when we danced anymore. Um, and it was, you know, dancing was all, very much a, this is my individual statement it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a case of people touching each other and dancing together and so it was just a just my opinion on that in the first the first few lines and then over the years I started to add different characters to to that poem that that, that just went on and I, obviously I was inspired a little bit by by Dylan Thomas's um, under Milkwood but but really more it was um uh, Robert Service, who wrote things like the Ballad of Dan McGrew, and and also there was something, and I can't even remember who wrote it, but it was called the the Butterfly Ball and the Grasshopper's Feast, and I just loved the way all different people assembled or, or came together rather, and a dance hall seemed to be a a, a great place for that to happen, and I was also influenced very much by um, uh, the fact that as as a, as a kid. My hometown, there were um, asylums all around the the town. The older I got, the more I realised it was actually, they were full of people who were suffering from what we now call post-traumatic stress from the Second World War. And so they influenced me in that the, the, the Palais became set shortly after the Second World War and that a lot of people who came to the dance hall were damaged in some way by what they'd experienced during the, the Second World War. And, and so bas basically that, that, that's what it's about. It's about a, a dance hall full of, of people who are a little bit lost, uh, a little bit lonely perhaps, uh, certainly sadly a little bit damaged, uh, who all find some sort of love and, uh, some, and relationships by dancing together. I think that came across absolutely exceptionally in the play. I mean, especially from the character that I played, um, I can really resemble with that that lost feeling and, and how I was trying to put that across into the play. Um, I think it might be worth, guys, just before we get into sort of how it meant to us individually, um, I think it might be worth just saying what characters we played or were involved with. So um, I'll, I'll just start. I actually played a character called Trevor the Trier, and I played a character that was basically quite lonely and was lost and was trying to trying to find somebody who basically liked somebody who we could never get an opportunity to dance with. And it was going through that kind of time frame of, of seeing how that individual dealt with being on their own and, and going through those emotions. Um, and to me, I could genuinely relate to the character I was playing which made the whole performance a lot more special to me, if I'm being honest. Well, I would, I would like to say for starters that the one thing that I really loved about what Brian and I did was our characters, uh, George and Eddie, Yankee George and Doodle Eddie. Yeah, that's what it was. We're basically <laughs> stuck in 
well, not I wouldn't say stuck in the UK after the war, but we had come over from America to fight, you know, alongside uh, alongside the British, and we didn't want to leave. So after the war, we just didn't, and we sort of had this Abbott and Costello sort of dynamic where we were playing off of each other, whether it was for for better or for worse. We had basically, at least my own interpretation of it, was through the war we had become brothers we had become almost close well closer than brothers we would we would essentially be each other's own emotional support so i noticed that throughout the show like our characters seemed to always be having a good time but it wasn't that we weren't feeling anything in any way it was that we were both simultaneously boosting each other up yeah, I would. I just to add to that too. I think that um, you know the way that I saw the characters that uh, Coco and I were playing. I, I I actually thought that they were that they were to a certain degree lovers as well, but they kind of couldn't be overtly about it. But they what they really loved more than anything else was the palais and the and the feeling that that it gave to them. And so there was just this um, sort of post war. Um, you know, the, through all the horrors of the war, there was this really bright, beautiful thing that they had found in it, you know, and um, and that's what the Palais represented for them. And so, uh, and they felt like they had a community there as well, a real sense of, and they didn't want, I don't think they wanted to leave to go back to the United States. I think they felt very at home there. I I, I agree. I agree with that one entirely. And in fact, it, I think it almost goes to the point where I would say that George and Eddie weren't two separate characters was more like two halves of a single entity, a single energy that we had forged alongside each other. I was so thrilled with how it turned out. Uh, I'd wanted it for years. Um, I'd wanted it to be done by an ensemble. uh, And I couldn't have asked for a tighter ensemble than, than, than you all, you and all the others in the cast gave. And I still have, uh, I still see moments in, you know, in my head, or when I'm, you know, when I'm out having a glass of beer somewhere or something, then uh, thinking nostalgically about what a what a great time for me personally it was, um, and I, I love the performances. Remember any of your lines? Oh, I've got to be honest. I think we're pushing the boat now, Rod. But um... <laughs> that wasn't one of your lines. But I'll tell you. If that. I start thinking, mate, this conversation will go pretty quiet. So. I'm not sure if I should, but <laughs> no, I got to be honest, mate. Um, five years. I, I feel like I'd, I feel like I could do a couple, but I'd need a few minutes. So, um, but I got to be honest. I mean, look for me, especially with the, the background I originally came from. For me, coming into this performance, um, I actually had little drama experience, and that kind of for me is what made this almost an even better experience. Is I, I kind of got thrown in the deep end you could say with it um but the the experience i've had from that and the person it's made me become now today is incredible but i'd just like to ask quickly especially the guys from america kind of how they felt after the performance especially coming over uh, here to do the performance and the involvement with it for the full week and just you know the impact it may have had on them afterwards uh, maybe the week later or, or the couple of weeks and and how they felt you know, returning to America and and how it impacted them afterwards. Oh man, I could go on for hours. Uh, So (laughs) Brian, you want to take this one first? Because I I could ramble on forever about this. Sure. And I probably will ramble on a bit myself (laughs) because it it was 
for me a truly magical experience. Uh, just kind of the uh, the lead up to it, uh, getting you know getting our scripts and and you know we knew that we were kind of walking into a scene where we were going to be with a whole cast of very you know professionally trained actors who have been working on this for a little while. We we're going to kind of jump in at you know stage you know a later stage in the process and just kind of be thrown into it. Um, and I was really kind of hopeful that me and, and my guys would be you know be able to step up and um, and really help add to the the show. And uh, but like the the way that everybody just welcomed us immediately and kind of made us feel right at home. Um, I mean, the, you know, just the process of getting there is interesting, you know what I mean? For us to kind of, you know, go through customs and, and, uh, you know, I know Coco, you've traveled a little bit before, but I don't know how, you know, how much you've traveled around the world and whatnot, but it's just a, it's a very interesting process just to get there and kind of be in a whole new place. Um, but you know, the, the way that you can welcomed us and, and, uh, had us, you know, had a place set up for us to stay. And we kind of had this routine that we went into and it was, and then, you know, afterwards we'd go out to the pub with the cast on the first day and just start bonding with them. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and then the experience itself, just, you know, the performances and being in there and, you know, just even getting in costumes and all that stuff And the theater itself was amazing. I mean, the whole experience um, I felt was at a really, really high level. And, um, and I hope that that resonated with the audiences. And I, I feel like it did. I feel like um, there was, it was really well received as well. So for me, it was, you know, it was a great way to, um, to bond with our participants, to kind of create these uh, international, you know, network of, of friends, especially in such, you know, similar capacity. And um, I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. It was incredible. Wow, that actually, a lot of that I would have said too, but just to jump in, I will say that that experience still sticks with me. Strangely enough, I don't remember my lines but I remember so many other people's lines, just little snippets of the whole show. And it's because that experience, it really resonated with me. Like before this, I'd been acting for a few years seriously. And before that middle and high school drama, just casually, semi-seriously. But what I will say is theater has always been one of my greatest loves. And so to get this opportunity, that's exactly why when Brian and Greg and all the CRA higher ups came to me with the idea saying, we, we need people to travel. I instantly jumped on it because traveling is also one of my passions. I have done study abroad programs. I've done different things. I really enjoy traveling. So to go to a place I've never been, to meet people I've never met, to jump into really get thrown right into the deep end, actually, because I remember uh, Jane and Bernie emailed us the scripts and they said, uh, try to be off book when you land. <laughs> and so studying, studying the scripts beforehand, getting on the plane and running it over and then showing up and having that sort of inner confidence to say, I did, I put in the work, I did the effort. I know my stuff. And I think the word that really came to mind when I thought of this group was professional because, again, at this point, I'd only been two years with CRE. So I have only just got my feet wet with acting on a professional level. So to go somewhere and to land and notice right away, 
not only did everybody know their stuff and was everyone on top of it, but they expected the same out of us. They, they didn't just give us any sort of slack rolling in the door. Oh, you just got here. Maybe you need some time to relax, to get things sorted, to get acclimated. Oh no. Oh no. We rolled right in and they were immediately, Hey, welcome to the world. Let's go. And so I feel like it was intimidating. It was scary, but in that way, it was amazing. And it really allowed us to bond with everyone and become friends. And I mean, well, like Brian said, straight after rehearsal, it was to the pub. And I don't know if that's, you know, tradition over there, but out here, I wasn't the legal drinking age in America but the drinking age over there is 18. So I went to town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, We did have some fun. That's for sure. I mean, incredibly, I was so impressed by you arriving and actually being, you were off the book and, and you, you may have been nervous, but you certainly didn't, you certainly didn't seem it. You seemed very confident and fitted right in with the whole spirit of it. And, uh, what I loved was uh, was Bernie said, "Hey Brian, do you know how to waltz?" Right? I never, never, never had any kind of clue before that I might be waltzing the whole time. I said, "Well, you know, I did a little cotillion when I was a kid." He said, "All right, well, why don't we see how your waltzing skills are?" And next thing you know, I'm waltzing the entire show. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would like to take this time as well. Um, a bit, a big, big shout out to Bernie for the background work on that. I mean, um, the, the work we did in the rehearsals over the few weeks we did that. I mean, I don't think I've ever, ever been in anything so professional in my life. Um, everyone was on time every day. Everything was on schedule. And, you know, with, without the hard work of everyone in the background, like Bernie and all the team, that wouldn't have been possible to have been to that level of professionalism. Um, and I can't thank everyone enough. I mean, as I said, I didn't come in with a professional background. So for me, it was all a big learning curve. It was it was scary, like, like like you guys said. Even for me, it was scary. But you didn't come across like that at all, nervous or anything. I mean, it must have been almost exhilarating for you, though, to have those emotions and and just go out there and do it. You know, on the time frame you had, that must have been wow, what a feeling. You know, exhilarating is actually a perfect word because that's exactly what it was. At least for me, I was I was nervous. I was scared. I really hoped that I would measure up. But instead of translating that fear into energy that slowed me down or bogged me down or anything, I really just the whole time, I can tell you, I felt electric jitters. It was like everything was multiplied a thousand times. Smells, sensations, feelings were amplified multiple times over. And it was it was exhilarating. It was like being charged with electricity every moment you spent in that building. I completely agree. And Rod, this one's for you, mate. I have remembered a line. I told you I would. And it's, my, I'm, I'm Trevor. Trevor the trier. God loves a trier. I remember that one. And then and the, follow-on, the follow-on to that line is, God loves Trevor, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, I've, I've, actually, I've actually been rewriting bits of it because I had planned if COVID hadn't come in, I'd planned to, to tour bits of it as a one-man show around ukulele festivals because I'm a, a big ukulele player um, and I make ukuleles as well. 
but that that didn't. So I've rewritten bits of it. So a lot of it's still still up in in, in my in my head. Dead trip, I'd try you. Apologies for my Welsh accent. There, beg your pardon. I'm, I'm you had to go, Rob. That's what counts, mate. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to just quickly. It's a big shout out to everybody else in the cast who unfortunately can't be on this today. Um, and I would just like you to know. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't like to highlight anybody individually because I think genuinely every single person on the cast was fantastic in whatever I role agree. they did. Everybody exceeded. So, I, I, you know, there's plenty of people I could do a big shout out to individually, but I think it's just fair on everybody because it was such a team performance that um, everyone gets the equal recognition on that. Um, yeah, if I can just come in there, Ben, because uh, somebody I would like to single out who, although I, I, I could single out every performer because I remember their performance is, you know, fantastic. Uh, but but the, the Alice, who did the choreography, who, was, who wasn't there, and amazingly, she did the choreography with, with the cast before we, we started rehearsals, the actual rehearsals. She'd done the choreography with, with, and the choreography was fantastic. That's Alice Jenkins, as was still then, I think. Uh, Alice Byrne now, uh, or Jenkins the Waltz, as I call her. <laughs> well, she, she took me from a six-legged octopus who couldn't dance to a one-man army on the waltz, absolutely devouring it. So, I mean, hats off to that. I, well, I never thought I'd be able to dance in my life. And, and one man's and, and I could. That, was, that is one of my lasting memories of the production, is you dancing the waltz on your own. Uh, yes, it yes. was quite beautiful. It, it really was. Like I say, it, it took me completely out of my comfort zone. It completely changed my life. Um, it made me a person I probably never thought I was. Um, the confidence I gained, being involved in that performance and having that opportunity to be in that environment really sort of showed me who I am. Um, it gave me an opportunity to, to put myself in a different character. But that's made me understand me as a person myself um, and have that reflection. Afterwards, um, I don't think I've ever had a feeling like it, if I'm honest with you. For me, personally, directly after the show, the, the euphoric, like you said, Coco, the electric feeling. Um, I probably had that for about four days, it felt like. So, I mean, admittedly, a week later, I, 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 it was a bit strange. You almost you want to do it again and again, and you have that, that urge. But um, I, I just felt a very, very positive afterwards for a good week. Um, I wanted to fly back and live there. I <laughs> I missed it so bad. I was prepared to book another flight right away to go back and live there. And as it stands, you know, I, I certainly want to go back and visit once the world isn't bricks anymore. Did it kind of inspire you to do anything different, um, to take on new challenges or risks or or even opportunities that came up? In every way, it, in, in the simplest, in the simplest terms, it fed into it in every way at a hundred percent capacity. Because after this production, that was when first off the acting bug really bit me, and I decided that acting could be more than something I just do on the side here and there. Why not? And something I could go full send with and really make into a primary facet of my life. And so it really raised my expectations for myself and what I could bring out of any performance I did 
anywhere, whether I was a big character or a small one. And that's another thing. It really showed in that show. And because in Palais de Dance, like some characters were in nearly every scene. Some only had a couple moments, but no one felt more or less significant, powerful or impactful than another. Everyone had a part to play and was a piece of this machine. And so like acting isn't a contest. It's not who has the most lines, most appearances, biggest role. It's who loves what they're doing enough to show the world that they love what they're doing. It's more a group collaborative effort of showing and spreading love. And so I guess this show really made my acting bug come alive. Just all of these moments that you can't write. Like you can write a show and you can write the performances and the onstage moments, but you can never write and never capture the real raw warmth and love that you get from hanging out with all the cast members backstage, making lifetime friendships in these rooms, the jokes and the laughs that are shared, the funny experiences and the real rawness of going from these are strangers, people I've never met before. I have no idea what they're into, who they are, to this is now my best friend. I could tell them something deeply personal about my life. That sort of feeling can then reflect into your daily life. And that's what I took home with me. That's what I took home to every show I would do afterwards and to every experience I would have afterwards. That the real rawness, the professionalism, the energy, the love, the intention, but the rawness, the openness, being real, not just to yourself, but to people around you. And really understanding that if you want something, go get it. Don't sit around and wait for it to be handed to you because life isn't going to hand stuff to you. And I guess that's in a very roundabout way. I think that's what I took home with me from this production and from this whole experience. It was get the things you want. And if you want them, you have to go out and steal them because no one's gonna no one's gonna hand them to you if you're not willing to put in the work and grab them. Just well said, Coco. And I know that you know Coco obviously talked uh, you know about all the way it, it impacted him, but I know that for Marion as well, who's you know was, uh, his dream was to go over to the UK at some point and be involved in theater. So that was like a lifelong dream of his that got that got realized during that trip. And I know that. Um, he was profoundly moved by it. And so, you know, for me, you know, obviously building these friendships and getting the experience and just kind of being a part of something uh, sort of as magical as that was uh, just incredible for me, but also the opportunity that I gave to Coco and Mario and I just absolutely loved, so. I have to add my thanks to you, Ken, uh, completely, who, who, you know, without, without whom this, this project would never have happened. I mean, it was a, a fantastic, unique experience for me. Uh, it was wonderful to meet uh, to meet our friends from America who came over and performed wonderfully with very little rehearsal, uh, but uh, and and were great fun to be around, um, and great for me to watch kids. Well, they, because they were kids when I first met them, but they, they've grown up into be, being full, very rounded human beings now, very talented performers, actors, uh, and and that that again. You can as has done that. Um, thanks, Lloyd, for doing the fantastic musical arrangements. Thanks, you know, as I mentioned, Alice, the choreography, but 
uh, and uh, the, the Sherman Theatre. I mean, it was everybody's chipped in and made made something quite unique, uh, and I loved it, and I love you all. But Rod, the mo- one other thing we have to do, mate, is we really need to thank you for putting that together and giving us the opportunity to be able to be involved in that absolutely magnificent performance. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity I was given. And hopefully we all did you proud, Rod, as well, because that's important as well, mate. That, that makes me very happy, Ben. Thanks to Brian, Ben, Rod and Coco for sharing their thoughts. A huge thanks also goes out to the Arts Council of Wales for funding Palais de Dance and the Sherman Theatre, where the production was held. That's all we've got time for in this episode of The Pod Squad, but if you'd like to get in touch with any suggestions or feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch by emailing podsquad at ucanproductions.org. That's podsquad at ucanproductions.org. See you soon!